Beer Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, whenever you listen to this episode, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support by giving us some five stars or you can head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Right, my name's Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies. I've got Scott and I've got MD. Evening. Good eve. Evening. Happening. Just us today. The night, even. Just the three of us. We can make this thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we'll start off as we normally do. Go around the virtual table and see what we're drinking this fine evening. I need to actually get a beer, incidentally. Gil, what you got? Yeah, so I'm having a BD. Given their full name. Um, layer cake. Because uh, it's officially stouts out. Um, nah, that's what I've got the most in the fridge. I'll move on to some like, a couple of classics later. Um, but I figured I've had that can staring at me saying, "Are you going to shift me or no? Or am I just going to inhabit this space in your fridge forever and ever?" So, um, <laughs> one, so one of those days. <laughs> really impressed by, despite the time it's been sitting in there, and I think I was given it by somebody as well. Like it might be my dad left it or gave it to me or whatever and said to take that away with me so it's been outside the supermarket for quite a while obviously in my fridge the whole time but I'm quite impressed at how it long, how well it's lasted and how um, well the flavour stayed and it's, it's looking pretty good in the glass it's 7% so packs a decent whack, doesn't taste overly um, kind of roasty, it's got that kind of obviously the marshmallow slight chocolate hint to it which makes it ever more palatable. Um, just easy to drink as a as a stout, even, um, which makes me annoyed because it's actually quite a good beer if they were not such pricks. Um, <laughs> but um, it's a lovely beer and it makes room in my fridge for the gargantuan order that's due to go in at the end of the week to fill it back up again. Because it's currently where, where, being where occupied by about 14 bottles of Corona, which is an absolutely ridiculous state of things. <laughs> um, yeah. So I need to uh, make some purchases to pop them out of their space, basically. Um, probably I've got a beer merchant's voucher there that I've still not used yet, so that'll get used up. Mm-hmm. And I'm maybe going to the... I've Talking about the classics, The uh, I might be on ordering uh, in bulk from our... One of our favourite American breweries just shortly. Um, they're the UK contingent. They've got a store, so I'm thinking about going on and hammering that a bit. But I'll come back to that when I'm talking about the couple of classic beers. Um, those that saw my pictures for the weekend, that is you two. Um, might have an inkling <laughs> as to what it was I picked up at the weekend and um, bought more of. Uh, so, And might be going back to that well, because I've really enjoyed it. It's been amazing so far. But yes... Layer cake to begin with, and then we'll go for there. We'll go for there. We'll go from there. Right, D, what you got? I've got a um, podcast. No, that's the name of the beer, but uh, <laughs> this is a vanilla. See, wait, see when you put that, see when you sent that picture of that beer, I knew you were going to open that first, and I knew you were going to put that pun in. Well, why would Fucking I know? cheesy cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what, that's what the <laughs> listeners want. The Marcus Fromage. Marcus Fromage, <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, 
A vanilla shake IPA uh, from Drygate, uh, 7.2%. To be honest... Sainsbury's? Uh, no, I, I picked it up in the uh, Drygate bar in Glasgow today. Picked um, it up or commandeered? I, I picked, it, picked it up, I think. So I lifted it out of the fridge. <laughs> and <Purchased>. walked. <laughs> and, uh, and ran away. <laughs> yeah. um, I was a wee bit... I've got to admit, I will like Drygate are not one of my favourites. So I'm just going to start there, like. Um, but I no, was in, face lager man, no. Well, there's a time and a place for it, I suppose, but you know that that time doesn't pop up for me very often. Every so. time you mention Drygate, I can't help but think of that. I mean that Apple number that you used to have. Uh, the, mm. oh, I know the one you're talking uh, about. You know, but... I can't remember it, but it was like. It was an apple, apple-based beer, and uh, it was an acquired taste for definitely. Mm. It's funny but because like that, that. What was the the first Talis beer you had was Drygate, right? Ah, so here we go, right? So they had a bottle. <laughs> they had a bottle of the Kaimia up on the on their bottle on their shelf above their fridge, right? So I seen it and was like, "Yeah, dad's oh, up, please." Yeah, there's two two of them up there, so I went and so I lifted. The podcast and I lifted another one, the black IPA that's up next. And I went to the um I was speaking to uh, Ross and that and then I said, um, have you got any more bottles of these the Chimera? And he was like, uh don't think so. So I'm pointing it out like as in like I'm the only tall one that can reach it. It's like right on the top above the fridge and that. So pulled it down and nah, nothing. But they've just brewed a brand new Kaimir. So basically, the, it's a it, the it's like a the branding, I suppose, is the Kaimir. And then every recipe is slightly different, and they just tweak it towards like seasonal hops and all the rest of it. So it was it was a bock again. It was seven point two yeah. uh, today. It was it was nice. It just wasn't the Talis bock, to be fair. Like, the, um, and I was slightly disappointed, but. That's remember, that, remember that beer was like knocked it out of the park, man. I know that was just insane. I think I was that no earlier. Well, it was my first introduction to Talis. Mm-hmm. It's the first, it's the one that I always kind of remember it. Um, when you, I think of that, that hop to be fair, so I kind of think, but this like is vanilla milkshake, it's seven and uh, point two again. It's all right. I've got to admit, the whole vanilla thing is really difficult for me. I picked it up more because of the name of it rather than this, like in the style. I kind of went, yeah. Uh, um, it's it's vegan friendly, so it's not like there's no lactose in it. Um, so it's packed full of the oats to give it sort of the creaminess. It definitely has like a creamy mouthfeel to it. Um, and it's just it's sweet. You're getting loads of vanilla, like you would expect. It has got that kind of creamy aspect to it. It hides a seven point two percent really, really well. So for me, it tastes like a four and a half, five percent yeah. style of beer. It's just too sweet for me. Um, but that's probably not on the beer itself. That is my palate. Um, it is American hopped as well, so it is going to have that kind of. It's got a little bit of kind of citrusy kind of aspect to it as well but like that's overpowered it's vanilla creamy um and for me if like you said if it said 
five percent, I would probably just been like, all right, fair enough. Um, mm. It's it, it does what it says in the tin, so I can't. I'm not being overly critical on it in that sense. Ah, true. Um, the it's Mark's palate. I think that is. Hang on, milkshake ones are quite. I find even I find them quite hard. I'll maybe only very rarely pick them up, and I'll do my best to try and avoid them. To be honest, it's nice. Like it's got like like it's the four forty is probably going to wear on me. Put it that way. Um, it does have the vanilla. It does have like this kind of fruity citrusy aspect of it. If it's like orange or I can't really like, but it's got this like it, so it does balance kind of like. Uh, well with the vanilla sweetness right um, I, I i don't know if like if it is one you can pick up supermarket wise you know a lot of the dry sure stuff a, is sure it's a sainsbury's, is it a sainsbury's? definitely get it in sainsbury's if not tesco as well um i've never i've never seen it but that's why i picked them up to be fair um but i've got my, my supermarket choices do my way are pretty pretty poor in terms of the range yes so. few and far between um i was uh, with work and I was in London and the town uh, I was in Clapham oh, what is it called it's called Clapham something I'll, yes no I'll I'll do some furious googling in a minute and I'll remember who, where I got it from but wrong um, and I picked up uh, I picked up four beverages which I hope to drink most of them this evening and one of them was from a uh, East London Brewery, um, just so happens to be called East London Brewing Co. Um, established in 2011. I didn't even know it's there was one. Named, yes, very. Picked the names of the hat there, didn't they? And <laughs> I've picked Navigator, Navigator uh, the New England Pale at 5.1%. Um, I wasn't expecting much from this beer, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Why? Just because, like, one, never heard of the brewery. Two, because they were called East London Brewery and not very adventurous with their name, I was like, well, you're not trying very hard, clearly. Um, fucking wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, I'm, I'm glad. Wrong. Um, Citra um, in there. They've got, well, else they've got in there? Got, our, our mate Nelson is in there as well. So you're getting the kind of gooseberries, grapefruit, a lovely um tropical feel about the beer that which you want from your New England beer. Um nice body feel on it as well. It's quite um it's quite a thick New England to be fair, which is really nice, especially for it being only 5.1% was slightly surprising. But I opened the can and forgot what beer I'd opened. I thought I'd maybe open one of my the Finback Verdant one that I've got. I think the aroma hit me that hard as it well fucking hell. And then I realized it was that. So very, very impressed so far by this beer from East London Bruco, um, Navigator, New England Pale Ale. Um, just your name choice was just a bit beige. But the thing is, though... Beer-wise, but... lovely. Sometimes well, you don't need to be flashy. Spending all that time coming up with names and logos and shit, just stick all your time into making good beer. And... Well, Christ, we... how long did it take? I mean, uh, you were talking about Starting up a brewery and stuff. How many names have we fucking come up with then? Oh, about four million. No. The and um definitely like in that area as well in London. I, I think they're pretty. It would be safe to say they're quite territorial about the bit of London that stuff comes from. So Aye. It, that also makes sense for that perspective if you're looking to serve 
kind of local community, which you assume they are. So, yeah. I don't know about the, I don't know about you guys as well. Like, see if I'm adventuring somewhere. I was going to say I've not been often, but I, I do quite a lot of work in London. But if I find a bottle shop somewhere and it's like, oh, there's a local brewery that I've never heard of, like I'll, I'll pick it up because I want to see right. what's uh, one I've never he- heard of or seen East London Brew Company at all before. Never tried any of their beers. Um, so it's always nice to pick up something local now and again. Like I'm well up for mm-hmm. like whatever you from well whatever writing or whatever I'm tra- traveling about the country while I'm working all the time. It's you shame, always it? a lot of them are pleasantly surprising as well. Just because you've not heard of them doesn't mean they're exactly. probably good. It's good to get ones that are kind of local to where you are, which that one obviously is. So right. that you maybe didn't have the reach to be elsewhere like that. Um, they're starting to come into their four a wee bit now, a wee bit wider spread, but that wasted degrees. Yeah. Um, based up near Pitlochry, they I'd never obviously heard of them before. That plus the big bottle was enough to kind of no. send me straight to them. And now whenever I see it, if I do see it a wee bit further afield, most recently in uh, North Berwick, then I'm just going to grab it because it was it's a good experience and it's it's good to get away in that way through just being in the local area and being able to try stuff, you kind of get the jump on things as well, which is quite cool. I, th- I think it's like quite, it's quite a good topic, I suppose, but it's a whole like support local way. And even if you're, if you're a tourist in the area, if it, even if it is for work, if it's for, if you're just a, a flying visit, Aye. like realistically, and I, I, like, what's the point in buying said brewery from, you know, Not Brighton when you're away. in, Aye, when you're in, when you know you're going to be there the next another couple of weeks, unless Aye. it's like your favourite brewery or something. Or, but even then, you're going to pick it up and take it with yourself. Go and get Probably. something that's brewed a mile and a half to the road. There's a good chance one, it'll be fresh, and two, they'll have been able to cold chain it to the place that it's kept in because it's two Aye, minutes yeah. away. <laughs> and that's like, and it's like when we spoke to when we've spoken to like Dog Falls and Bayonet and stuff, when we hear their story, like. And the, the kind of the smaller breweries that we've spoken to over the last four years, like their initial kind of gig or getting their beers out to the general public has always been like a local brewery or a local bottle shop and stuff. And then they've either branched out from there or, you know, or they've felt like, you know what, that's just what we're doing here is enough for us in terms of business wise. So why should we fucking expand it? Like we've got an, enough clientele, enough people around us who are going to or buy our beer. So fuck it. It's funny how many. And like these... they're that they're. That's a, there's, that it says on the, the can established 2011. Like, they're no fucking like oh, well, new, they've been kicking yeah. about for 11 years. It's funny how these like, like smaller breweries like they put their you know their time into the community and they'll be at the farmers markets, they'll be at the you know the stalls on a weekend. It's not like they're yeah, they'll have their stuff in bottle shops and or hopefully they'll have you know a local barrel take a punt on them and have a cheeky wee keg or cask or whatever it is that you're going for but you know these people are going to be out and they're going to build their clientele in that by by them being out and selling the beer themselves predominantly and that's where you end up getting you know that's where these avenues open up so that you know like for for example when you're in the bottle shop gav you think all right cool well, never heard of that before because you know let's be honest it would have you were in a, b- a bottle shop with God knows how many cans in at the day. Everywhere. Every, everywhere. 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 Correct. But you still managed to source and find, and your eye managed to pick up 
a super local brewery. That's partly to put down to positioning, like, and that's because, yeah. like, the store manager has then decided, you know what, our local brewery is going to be on eye level, or it's going to be in the fridge, or it's going to be somewhere else rather than gathering dust somewhere, which, mm. you know, is super super important. Honestly, the the, the shelves are absolutely stacked with some phenomenal breweries. And um, there was there's Baron was in there. Or, Drop project. I nearly picked up a couple of their beers because they had they had some of the new stuff there. There was a, a, a other half beer which I nearly, nearly, very nearly picked up, but it was twelve pound a can, so I couldn't kind of justify it. Um, but I really so he's got a joint bank account. I enjoy. really wanted to buy it. That badly. <laughs> it was either buy, buy four cans or buy two. I was like, well, I'm buying four, so. Um, but I still, fair, might, I still might get a fin back. So the four you picked exactly. up are pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to opening the siren number because that's the one I had that on. Incredible. The thing um, is, that I, whole series is just, and it's such a good series, and it's so the hop series. It's so fucking good. Like I was lucky enough to have it. Um, our type was going. Anyway, fuck it, we'll do it. I was. I managed to have it at. Uh, London Craft Beer Festival. Um, managed to jump into one of Johnny Garrett's We Talking Things seminars, whatever you call it. And he was, he had the guys from Side in there, and we're going through the beers and said to you guys, like, this is, you need to jump on this series. This is fucking the bollocks. And then yeah, I seen you guys were enjoying it the weekend. How good are the beers, by the way? Uh, they're really good. And, I was, uh... I was buzzing, like, I was buzzing the fact that it was Centennial. Like, you know, when we, we had basically Gail and I had tanned the uh, what's what on the salt horses uh, draft like their keg lines right. on Saturday, and then we decided oh, cool, we've still got a wee bit of time before we need to move on. Like let's we'll go, let's get have a hunt down the old can list, and if you've ever been on the salt horse in Edinburgh, you'll know that the can list is intense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably like it's usually like fifteen pages deep, but it was only like seven or eight at the weekend but and we seen the siren numbers didn't we and we were like that's did you manage to go enough. through all four of them no, no it was just um, we just had one we had the two that we had I the, so, that, so the centennial and then you had, had the is it the citron mosaic citron mosaic right yeah i see there's another there's a citron and there's a mosaic one as well Aye. There's four in the, in the series in total. It's honestly such a good, it's so, so good. But so the reason for the series, it's called, I'm pretty sure it's called the Hop Series or Hop, no, Hop, whatever it's called. And um, it's basically what they're trying, what they're doing with this is is going back to the kind of, of when craft beer kind of boomed and all the, the hops that kind of kicked it, kicked everything off in the craft beer scene. Like we said, Sierra Nevada with the boys, it was their kind of beer that kicked them off and it's, it's showing off these hops in a single hop format, and obviously you've got the Citroen Simcoe uh, mosaic, excuse me, which I put together in one one of the the cans, and it's so such a good uh, a showcase of a single hop and a beer, and they just every single one just tastes phenomenal. It's just so so good, and it's good as well. I think for somebody who's is maybe starting off in craft beer and wanting to learn more about hops and stuff and get their get their nose in, so to speak. Um, you can then start pinpointing what the certain hops are doing, etc. Um, but no, love it, absolutely love it. So it was a, it was Citra and Mosaic. It was a joint, and that one, the other one is Simcoe. That was there. 
and the centennial was obviously the one that I grabbed because that was the Westie. Aye, that's again. That's where I picked that one up. I was like, I'm going to. I picked the three pale ales, and I was like, I'm going to go west. West, my last one. It's definitely it's definitely west, which is good. As in, like it's it's better enough. Um, it is better. Like, it's not overly bitter though. It's not overly no. Um, it's like it's very palatable. Before they went through that period of being ridiculous. Well, I. With a with a period of being ridiculous, I mean with the um, IBUs and stuff like that, which American Craft Brewing went through no long after they released that, they kind of beers. Right. Did they take them long to go mental? Um, but that stuff was particularly it was pretty palatable considering, um, but still had that proper like this is old school. I had a bit of weight Original behind it, but it wasn't like heft. Right. Yeah, it wasn't overpowering by any stretch. So if you're thinking I'm going to go into this and it's going to be like drinking the hop oil or whatever, that is not the case. It's really flavorful, super tasty, but just a proper kind of nostalgic type of hop flavor, which is was superb. Have you got Have you got any farmers markets that you go to on your farming simulator, Gil? Because you're you're boss deep in farming sim, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on the brewing one coming up and then I'll talk to you. I'll do a wee let's play. If anybody's seen it, there's a there's going to be a, a computer game. I can't remember. The Brewmaster it's called, I think. Broom, the Brewmaster, aye. The Brewmaster. And it's a, a, a craft beer simulator, which sounds like cool, Awful. but then and then it's then you think about it and you're like, how do you taste then it? you're like, how the you're fuck not getting do you the taste? product? The- exactly, I'm not getting the fucking beer at the end yet. Is my PlayStation going to piss out some fucking uh, wee nipa at the end? No. Maybe it would be good if, like, I don't know, like a, a brewery got behind it and said, we'll send you, like, send us your brew sheet and we'll send you what you made. <laughs> Fuck's sake. That would be awesome. Well, why why don't we why don't we just do that as if anybody orders, like, buys the game and listens send me your brew sheet and I'll make it as in like on a test kit at fucking 20, 20 litres or something and then we, we'll drink it as part of the podcast and I'll send you whatever's left. There's no we'll send idea. you the tasting notes. 100%. If, you, if, the, if it punts out a brew sheet, I'll do it. Surely like, it must give you like an approval rating or something at the end of it going, by the way, that I was... So, uh, it'll be based on, there'll be an algorithm. It's just a spreadsheet. Aye. 100% just making West Coast all the time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brew feedback too bitter, too bitter, too bitter. Yeah, not I the customers. Think, not I the customers I'm mad. looking for. No, no. Why, why have you called your beer varnish? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it'll be. It'll be like you get there's a wee bit that says you're untapped rating, and I'll, and I'll, t- I'll come up with the comments, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you've brewed a Westie, and then I've gave it out at zero point two five. I don't rent Esco, and then you can like respond back, fuck you. <laughs> Don't be a cunt. What a carry on, eh? But I, it's, I um, that that the beers were were classic. As was the rest of the stuff at the Salt Horse. Just having that whole bottle shop there to pick for I've said before is just unbelievable. It's a. No, it's good. Where's that again? Blackfriars uh, Street. Uh, Black Street. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Just before you hit the. Prison oh store. Aye, aye. What you're doing there? The Grass Market. The the last cow. The cow gate. No. Is uh, up Blackfriars Street pretty much. I know when you are new. I know when you are new. 
Um, as it's stout season, gents. Well, I'm having one the new, so I. I would. I am agreeing. Like that's that's like a hundred. I'm. It's dark. It's. I don't know about you, but it's definitely getting colder. Like uh, you know, I'm a shorts and t-shirt kind of guy, and like it was the other day, and I'm like, am I gonna have to look at jeans? Like seriously, like but. Uh, it's definitely getting like winter is coming basically and uh, because it's dark now at like seven o'clock or half seven or whatever the fucking time it is i feel like it is appropriate to crack open some dark beer i nearly put the heating on the other night i was like fucking so close to putting the heating on well uh, make sure you do it in the next couple of weeks before the prices Mm -hmm. like hike or whatever it is eh no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, fuck that. I'm not getting down that topic. But just drink dark beer, mate. That'll keep you warm. Well, that's <laughs> true. That's, winter warmers. That's true. That's very, very true. Um, not to talk about it, just to talk about it, because that is actually a good point to make about energy prices, prices and all that jazz. Um, surely, with everything that's happening, we're going to end up losing some breweries. Ah, oh, thousand million million percent. Mm-hmm. The, the pricing on the the pricing for uh, gas and electricity within a brewery just now is actually like it's it's frightening, um, and it's a convo that I've been party to a couple of times in the last like couple of weeks, and it's just like the numbers that go around in terms of th- how much it costs, like the extra that it costs to make the same beer you made twelve months ago, for example, you know, is astronomical and it's really difficult i had a i had a meet the brewer event last week and someone was asking me and um, we're doing a taste test thing and then one of the kind of customers was asking me about the price of the beer mm-hmm. i says you know the beer's actually really real like reasonably priced you know you're probably two pounds for a 500 mil 250 for a 500 mil bottle and um you know and it was like Oh, it's that's really reasonable, and all the rest of it. He says, "Oh, one of the pubs down the down the road, they sell their pints now for like four fifty. And I was like, "Well, that's pretty reasonable." Oh, yeah, and this guy was absolutely appalled. We're out in this. I was going to say, "We're if out." You should if, fucking come down here then. Well, I was about to say that's cheap. So that's what I was like. It was funny because obviously I'm thinking like Edinburgh, Glasgow prices, whereas this was not in Edinburgh, and Glasgow. Let's put it that way. Um, and it was really funny. So their cheapest pint, might add, and this is an absolute thing, um, and the pub was selling at £1.69. Fucking yes. For a what cask, was that for one sixty nine? Cask pint of Bellhaven's 80 shilling. I'll fucking drink that. I, it might be hot. I'll, I'll be a tough gig, but I'll drink it. I was just thinking, like, and I was just like, and I said that to the boys, I says, you are absolutely sheltered. Mm-hmm. Ruined. Sheltered, because I said <laughs> you're sheltered. Well, you are. I'm sorry, but like you know, and I know this is you also, did not get out enough. <laughs> uh, well, you've, you've been spoiled. Well, you've been spoiled, but you're sheltered in terms of the pricing. That's what I meant. Like, but spoiled is a better way of putting it because you know, four four fifty for a pint of lager. Good you know, you know, and you're thinking, fair enough. You know, it's a bit steep. Um, uh. But the energy prices, it's going to, and that's where I'm tailing off on that, I suppose. But it's the fact that the prices to the beer haven't jumped up 
significantly, I think, and I think they've probably cropped up, like, and we'll all probably agree that, that they've all cropped up, like, in small increments to make it a little bit more sneaky mm-hmm. and manageable and all the rest of it. But, right. Yeah, because yeah, they've, the, they've seen the writing on the wall. They know what's coming. I think some of the smaller ones that are that go brewy brew are going to find it really difficult. And uh, I know... Um, oh, I should shout her out. I can't remember her name now. That will come back to me. Um, I was speaking to um, uh, another brew who and she had mentioned going um, brew to brew and she was doing a saison was her next brew. And oh. my honest answer to the... the I, I was like, are you going to be able that. to sell it? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I know, but she's like, I've been... We've been doing this brew to brew thing for the last couple of times, and we're not really see like we're kind of getting. And she's like, "I want to brew a saison," and mm-hmm. I like, and she was like, "If that dance house, no, what that dance house, no, no, it's not dance house." Um, you can't like, like you get like oh, if you're doing brew to brew, you have to really. But then she made a very, really valid point um, that she basically said, if we go under, I at least want my last beers to be beers that I'm a proud of rather than punting shit for the sake of punting shit. And I totally understood that a little bit as well. You know, that that's a fair point. You're thinking, you know, it's your, and I know you've got to make, we've, we've spoken about this before, you've got to make commercially viable beer. I get it. And, you know, you've got to get mm-hmm. people to buy it, get it. But you've got to be like, have you got to be proud of what you're making? And if you're not, then are you really going to sell it to the best of your ability? Well, maybe if your lights and heating depend on it, but um, it's tough. You're going to have to. You're going to have to take a hit on it at some point, aren't you? Because you're not going to. You're not going to shift all that at its original price. I wouldn't think. Well, it depends. I think there's a lot of local sources. Depends stuff. how you catch them. Maybe saisons, maybe coming into the kind of Oktoberfest, the kind of the kind of Belgian beers. I don't know, something a bit funky, kind of it, it, it suits more along this kind of time of year. I don't know. Hi. Um, it's maybe, maybe it's a, a zag. Why? When everybody else is getting ready for margins and stuff like that, it's a. It's, it's that thing, obviously, during, uh, like during summer, it's easy to pump out fucking New England's and IPAs and blah, blah, blah. And like, see, so when it gets to stout season, you might look at something a wee bit different, but just you kind of need to make it through the, the winter on that, don't you? I think that's it. Like, I know, like, there's um, pubs and stuff I've spoken to. You're talking about if we're going to, if breweries are going to go under, like, I've been speaking to pops about it and, you know, they've basically been in the same boat saying, we're going to wait and see what the winter brings in terms of if we're able to, you know, keep the lights on before we make decisions and stuff. And you just think, fuck, it's just... Anyway, fingers fingers crossed there can be something done in terms of, you know, putting a cap on or whatever. I don't know, you know, the company aspect of it. Um, but... Fingers crossed, we don't lose. Like, because, like you say, every every brewery, big or small, are are going to have you know fans or customers or whatever you want to call them that are local and have a local impact on community and all the rest of it. And it's just employers, if nothing else. 
No. I mean, there's how many of them have got people that they're they're expected to. It's back to the whole COVID thing over again with people need to keep the lights on to keep other people fed. Aye. It's as easy as that. So they need to do something. But what it is or whether it'll be quick enough, I don't know. It'd be such a shame. That's the thing, isn't it? And it, it goes into kind of something that you, you'd mentioned in the group chat, Mark, about breweries kind of pricing themselves a, a wee bit as well in terms of their, their cans and that. Um, I think you need to make sure you get the stuff out and make sure you put it at a price that people are going to pick it up for, especially if you're a smaller brewery. Like people are going to already be attracted to the verdants and the and the, the big the, the big breweries of the world. So you need to one stand out and two be at a reasonable price. Hence why, incidentally, I picked up that East London beer. Um it's three pounds thirty for the can. Um so I was like, I'll pick it up. And I'm fucking glad I did because it's a bloody good beer. Um the whole point I made on that, like when you're Baxter talking, the philanthropist, eh? Nothing to do with the fact yep. <laughs> he's a beer addict. Yep. In the best way. And the and and the, the complete best way. Um, I need to, it's I need, better if you get to try something new and it's at a reasonable price. Aye, I need to hear eight month old baby. I need to weigh up the. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Instead of a five pound can, I will get a three pound can. They've got a two pound. I'll put towards some formula or nappies. Bingo. But I agree with you. Like that was the whole point. That like aspect. Of, like it's quite a good wee kind of segue into that topic. I suppose that I think. The whole pricing yourself out—it's a really fine line. Like there isn't, there isn't that much margin in no, beer. You know, there isn't. Like we speak about it all the time, and all these breweries we've spoken to have mentioned it umpteen times when they mention, you know, it's it is tight. And you know, if you're brewing thousands of liters, you know, so the more you brew, the more ingredients. But you know, the more you can sort of kind of hopefully more margin you get out of it. But like pubs are you know they're struggling with their light bill and their staff bill and all the rest of it too that you know they need to make so if you're if you're getting a keggy beer at like i'll just call it 100 quid right and you know i suppose that's 50 liters say if you're on a big keg like but most of these kegs are 30s now or um you know if it's cask they're on what firkins or pins or what's that like 40 liters or 20 you know what i mean like so it's not like you know, if you're spending, a, I'm just saying, a hundred pound on a a big keg, you know, that's still, you know, two quid. You know that you need to sell at minimum now. Right. That's not including. That's just to cover the beer price. It's not like to cover, you know, the person that's pouring it. It's, it's just it's it's mad, and that's what we're coming back to. Like if you're. If the price of the hops go up and the price of the grain goes up, the, the cost of the electricity goes up, it means the cost of that brew goes up, which means the cost, and then it knocks on and knocks on. And there was a, a like a article that I, I did catch. I don't know if it was on the, it was maybe on the daily, the, the beer today or whatever it was. And it was talking about like. The um, beer today? Yeah, it's like you know. Oh, are, you say, are you saying are you saying that the beer today? And you're in the industry. Hey, Ron Birgende. <laughs> Ron Ron Birgende, hi. 
I'm sure it's it's uh, beer today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's called. Well, there you go. You might be you'll, you'll be crap on me a second when you find it. But that is, I'm sure it is beer today. Um, it's like a kind of website news article and sort of news on beer and all the rest of it. So check that out. Um, but they were trying. Well, this is I'm, I'm, I've just plugged that and it might not be them. But anyway, the um, they were talking about the rise in sort of pint prices and it was the average pint across like the UK and all the rest of it. And it was like the cheapest pint in the UK was like somewhere for like a standard beer and it was like macro the whole Aye. way basically but it was like say like four quid as in like in the major cities yeah um and then they were talking about like london and it was like if the everything that keeps going the way it's going at the moment there's it'll be you know it'll be a 16 20 quid pint in two years time and you Easy. think so the reason i kind of wrote that kind of topic our craft beer is going to be pricing themselves out is that if the way things are going I think it's going to get so close in terms of what macro in some big places are going to be charging that mm-hmm. if breweries are smart in terms of the smaller ones and then coming together, collabing, distributing together, all that kind of stuff is that that'll help bring independent breweries costs down hopefully and you yeah. good relationships with local supply and all that kind of stuff that it may get to the stage and obviously everything's going to go up so if the macros are like pay, charging you 20 quid a pint then uh an independent brewery's not going to be able to make anything cheaper than that but if you're telling me if you were going into a pub to spend 20 quid on a pint of beer 15 quid on a pint of beer you wouldn't be going in there hoping for the Finbacks, other halves of the world. You'd right, be exactly. looking for the gold-plated, whatever it is you could find, you know, because it would turn into a treat at that price. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's not a treat at this point because there is people that are struggling week to week and can't afford beer over nappies and all that kind of stuff. And I, I totally get that. You've got to like buy nappies for the kids rather than buying 12 quid cans of beer. But like it will get to the stage <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it will but i'm saying if it does continue that way if it does continue that way then if it if going to the pub and having a couple of pints and you are able to afford it and it is that high of a like a a, a, a treat you're wanting experience you're wanting you you don't want you don't you, need that. you don't you don't want what you can get at, at a supermarket because let's be honest, you can like right now you can still go into a supermarket and buy 12, 24 cans of name the macro lager tins for Well here the, the macro lager that's fucking that's kicking out of the part of the news, the, the Madre stuff. Yeah. So, you know, but you you can buy that for what? Twenty quid for um, probably less. Anyway. Mm. But you're getting, you know, twelve so that's where like the whole pricing people out like i was kind of like throwing that as a bit of a spanner because i think this part like coming around the other side if it does continue are people realistically want to go to a pub and spend 10 or let's call it just for the argument's sake 10 quid on a pint of foster's uh carlin uh, moretti uh peroni whatever it is right that is the macro of said area, tenants, right? If you're up north of the border, or 
right? Or would you rather spend £10 on a, name the, the local um, craft beer, brew, uh, the craft brewery, excuse me, who's making a, even if it is a 5%, whatever, like, I just, I think it's going to get to the stage where the craft is actually going to become more appealing because, one, the ABV is probably going to be higher. You're probably going to get a wee bit more for your money if you are in that higher level. Whereas Aye. in years past, four four fifty for a punk IPA, right? Well, because let's go, let's go all the way back to when we started drinking together. You used to laugh the crap off me when I used to spend two quid <laughs> on well, when I spent two fifty on a Williams Bros Caesar Augustus when I could have got a pint of. 10 ints or whatever it would have been at £1.50. Or Which is the correct choice. If you remember <laughs> the good old days when we used to get, a, and all the older listeners will be laughing at that, but when we used to go to the livery and get a pint of Miller Genuine Draft for £1.19, which wasn't a bad pint, if I remember correctly. But it's... By the way, Jesus Christ. It's going to get to the stage where... Right now, we're in that sort of flux with everything going up that the craft breweries are going to have to put their, especially their kegs, because that's where, like, you've got delivery charges, you've got all that kind of stuff, right? That, you know, you're like, kegs prices is going to be at a certain level, but if everything keeps going up, then the price is going to go up. And I think it'll get to the stage where macro and independent if that's the best way i keep saying that but if that's the best way to put it we'll get pretty damn close that hmm. i don't know that's just my 50 the only annoying thing is that like if you've got a massive company like take a massive company like ab and bev or whatever they've obviously got various markets so they can afford to maintain relevance in the uk mm-hmm. going to a right hard battle for prices and maybe loss lead for a period of time yeah and they can eat that the problem whereas your craft breweries have got to command the price that allows them to stay alive they've not got the luxury of saying well we'll just lose on um estrella for the next six months because yeah. we've got loads of it in the uk it's already made so let's just punt it in and we can loss lead on that and we'll be the the the, the price hike beaters and maintain the price low, things like that. But the other thing is, is like, it would become craft beer might become then like a luxury item if you like. And yeah. I kind of see that it struggles. Like, it's not like wine. So there's no na- na- celebrities are starting breweries. No. They are starting getting still buying into despite everybody in the dug feels like having done it. They're buying into tequila, vodka, gin, gin. big time. And uh, even wine, things like that. They're luxury items and they can go to that status whereby if it comes more expen- becomes more expensive, then it'll become more sought after, more everybody has to get it when it, it struggles. So they might not make as much. They might just tighten their belts and say, oh, we're not going to make as much, but we'll still sell the 25 quid a bottle stuff because the people who are above the threshold, it doesn't matter whether the price increases three quid for them because they're still going to pay it or a mm-hmm. tenner whatever it is, because they've still got the expendable income because they're above the the, the point of being pinched by this at all. 
it just means they've got a wee bit less in the, the bank or whatever, which they're not fussed about because they've got enough money to live on regardless of what the price is. So, whereas beer, I think, would would toil. Like, it's not even like a mead or even some ciders that have made that break into being a proper luxury item with the ageing and stuff. Like, even barrel-aged. Think... If you think barrel-aged beers and stuff, they, they're not luxury items. Yeah. Nobody gone out there raking for... Do you not think so? Not to a certain extent, but it's still guys with beards that like heavy metal that buy seven fifty mil bottles, <laughs> a, ah. a, a barrel aged this that and the next thing that's been stored in the sea next to a goat that lays golden eggs kind of things. You know what I mean? Like they're going to go and get that. LeBron James isn't he raking it, nicking along to find out the the next barrel aged uh, right. over like other half number is. There's absolutely oh. no way. I forgot to tell you, but we just got uh, the the king has uh, the new latest sponsor and that, isn't he? Like he'll be wearing his uh, beer, you know, beer fridge, and that's a poor, that's a bad example. But like, it's going to be hard for it to. I think beer is a by definition the people's drink, if that makes sense. Like, it's accessible, mm. even at its most um, expensive. It's it's still seen as a and it, like, it still isn't in that breakthrough into that luxury status. Like, it's no a Cuban cigar. It's no. no a bottle of wine. It's no brandy. It's no um, whiskey. It's no the kind of things that can afford to become. Now, you have mass-produced cheap versions of them, just like you have mass-produced cheap versions of beer. But even the most expensive beers aren't in that bracket yet. And I think that's, that be, that's, probably... that's an interesting point to see what would happen if they had to break into that because that's what they would need to become I think it's probably down to the fact of like beer's probably it's got a sell by date like as in mm. like you know you know whiskey vodka gin and that yeah it also it has a it's it's you know it has a shelf life of course but like it doesn't have um uh going off you know within the mm. next six months or it is not going to taste the same and you know, twelve months as, but the barrel age stuff is like is probably the only one that I would like kind of fight you back on that a little bit with is because it's really the know, closest they've got. Yeah, and especially because it is tapping into all these markets now. You know, we're we're, we're putting beer into gin, rum, tequila, wine. You know, you name it, barrels. You know, we're 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 pulling. We're pulling the connoisseurs as such from these sort of areas that look into it, and then we're pulling them into the beer and industry. And you know, we're, it's not just dark beer that's going in. I know that's the most common, you know, but you know, there's New England IPAs that are going into these things. I'm looking at a peach Berliner Weisser that I've got over here that was put in a barrel aged. You know, it's mm. you know, it's. I totally you know what I think as well, you know, as well like, is for the, the, the barrel age stuff, it depends on the vessel it's in as well. Like if it's in a four foot mil can, you're just like, ah, whatever. But if it's in like the big badass 750 mil bottles or something that looks that looks the part, then it, it gives it that aye. There you go. With the wax on it and stuff. You should be able to command that price, doesn't it? And, aye. But that's it. Like, let's be honest, like if everything's going to start going up in price, then the whole commanding a price is like at the end of the day is like the whole the 
the the price is what somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah, you know, that's sales one hundred and one, isn't it? You know, like mm. if you can whatever someone's willing to pay for your product is, you know, it's that's it, the it, price allows you to sell it. Um, mm. But if I just think right now, you know, if if people are hey, and this is where it comes back to the well, we've mentioned it before, supermarket gateway. Yeah, um, and all the rest of it, and I'll fight this forever. But like, would I like if 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 I'm on, like, I really I, I want quality for the the price value, right? And am I really beer like craft beer snobby enough to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go and buy supermarket. New England this session whatever at three quid a can uh, because I want to drink that probably right but if if it really got to the stage I would like going out and fight excuse me going out and finding the best you know macro lager that you can find or something that's got a bit of flavor to it uh, that you're going to get you know 12 24 cans for whatever price at a pound like there's that there's there's value in in that for sure and i think it's going to go either one of two ways where it'll go like the craft the beer industry aspect of it will go there'll be the middle ground bit that we're talking about right now that we all kind of play in you know where you're spending five to eight quid on a can that might jump to eight to twelve pound a can you know, which then it gets to the point where you then think to yourself, I'll I'll still buy a couple of cans because I like and I want to try, like you were saying, Gav, like, you know, you, I would buy two cans rather than four cans. But what you might find is that it ends up pushing people either back to the macros that can get them in supermarkets for whatever, or puts people into the higher end where you go, you know what, I'm going to look at quality over quantity and get what like if i'm going to spend 20 pound on something i want the best 20 pound that i can get whether that's one thing two things or 25 things depending on what the Uh, area you go down so um it's just it's it is mad so it is mad and it's potentially unfortunately a way that people are going to start thinking about their beer long term um, I think it, like people have always do. had to think this way. Like, and we've like obviously like like people have mentioned it like to us when we've been kind of like um, in passing. Obviously, I'm hearing it a lot like within the actual brewery aspect of it too. That it's not just like it's the majority of people are having that concern now, which I think yeah. as a collective we then need to start thinking about in terms of how we support and how we like provide quality beer at a cheap price that allows breweries to make enough profit but we don't have to then get stung for 12 <laughs> quid a can <laughs> it's, it's the it's the vicious roundabout isn't it and that's the thing isn't it? and that's the, the issues but we're kind of going to come across over the next 12 18 months just get stuff that's that's close to you i mean the the making of the beer is obviously going to increase in price, but so is the moving it. 
Yeah. So if you're picking up, like you're saying, that the place around the road or getting it direct for a brewery, then they're not having to move it anywhere. If they can shift it in a van to your pub or whatever it is, if you think about places like Top Out who deliver their own stuff, strangers deliver their own stuff mm-hmm. um, here in Linlithgow, they, they, they're not using courier companies and things like that to shift it. Go and find it if, where it's close to you and don't go if you can and the price still allows you to do that, don't compromise. Exactly. Passes of cheap stuff if you can help it. Just because there, there are still reasonably priced that, whether it's Williams Bros or whatever it might be, there's stuff out there that's reasonably priced that you can go and get that's still accessible that isn't La Madre or Estrella or Budweiser. Well, maybe that's kind of maybe that's we should we should task ourselves that for the people. Is find the, the the top five, maybe ten best beers. I know we did it. We've done it kind of ish before, fleetingly. And try and find some of the the best beers at the lowest kind of whatever price. I don't know whether it be supermarket or bottle shop. I don't think that's a bad idea because at the end of the day, like what what you're willing to spend on what you deem as quality, I think is quite important. And everyone else will be pretty different. Like I've been quite open and uh, about like some of the supermarket beers, you know, that you buy in Aldi, mm-hmm. for example, like mm-hmm. some of the session IPAs, NIPAs, the double IPA, like, I just think it's, I've always just thought it's a waste of time. You know, like... The, the, 70, the 71 one. Well, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to mention it, but I, like, again... But... There's, better, there's better independent... Quality must be, not just... Can he just be... Tin ah. and name and price. So, Aye. and ABV. So... 100 there, There's... In those supermarkets, there's definitely 4% or 3.8% paleos that mm-hmm. are better quality and better brewed than that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's the margin, the margin will still be just as tight, but they they competed or were in competition, sorry, for that that all the time space Aye. before the beers were even thought about. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that maybe sometimes people forget about in terms of supermarket beers. Like there'll be a beer buyer for Tesco, Asda, all these supermarkets, and they'll be going out and trying these beers. And nine times out of ten, the beers are going to come out the same price-ish in terms of what the, the brewery has spent. And there's going to be breweries who have, have put forward the beer and they went, No, it's not for us. The prices are going to be roughly because what like Tesco and that do, they run this thing called it's like the Nelson's or the Nielsen's, excuse me, Nelson in the brain. Um, um, the, like they've got like a Nielsen's report. That's just one of them before I get something hanging on it. But like what that does, it's basically like like every time you go into the supermarket, so how many of you have got your club card and how many of you use your club card every time? Aye. Well, you have to know. Uh, you have to. It's, right. it's cost prohibitive, not it? Aye. So the club card, that so every time you go in, obviously – they, all these stats, every time, like, so, like, if you've got a club card, uh, then basically 
your app and all the rest of it has a profile around you and what you buy and how yeah. you buy it and all the rest of it. So they know the kind of promotion so that when you sign in your we app or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm just using Tesco for it. Like I don't like all the breweries, uh, all the, they're all the same, but like cup cards, the cup cards probably the most common one, isn't it? Ah, oh, exactly. Um, you know, so that they, they, these Morrison's promotions more. are based around you. <laughs> but they provide, like, I mean, the data that comes off the back of these things is un- incredible, as in, like, you know, your most popular beer is X, and it's sold at, you know, £2. And you're the competitor, and here's the list of people that make the similar beer and what price they, and it breaks it all down, you know. So breweries know exactly where they're going into with supermarkets. The, the scary know. ones are the cross-sections, like, like... Wally that buys Brewdog also buys, like, no, te- like he goes. There's somebody in there that bursts a gut all week, and goes in and buys Tesco value, everything else, but nicks away with the Brewdog and uh, like other half collab right. <laughs> every weekend, like twelve <laughs> cans of, and then you've got like, oh, this boy went in and bought, like he buys, Glens and. 20 Budweiser, 18 Glens, a bottle of Glens vodka and 18 Budweiser every time he's in the shop. And he does that every Friday without fail. Mm-hmm. And that's so, therefore, Bathgate has loads of Glens vodka and Budweiser. Budweiser. And that's where the Budweiser promotion goes. Right. It's just the, the cross sections, just the sheer volume of buying habit data is unbelievable. So it's, they know when phenomenal. to loss lead and when to put things on and, and based on dates. And it's just a it's a massive machine, right. and they know almost what you're going to do before you do it. Correct. It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I think all that info is so it's so important to like breweries as well because it allows you to see like what am know, I going to shift here on my own? You know, and it it, it 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 breaks down like you know what your most popular area is, your popular stores, all that kind of stuff. You know, so you can see and. You know, so you're like, wow, we sell tons of beer in the Edinburgh, but you know, in Aberdeen, we sell absolutely hee haw. You know, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I wonder why that is. <laughs> and you know, well, uh, and you know, again, it comes back to support local, I suppose, in that sense. But the price point is just, it's it's crazy. And I, I can't, I know we're jumping around on this, like we've went supermarket, but I, th- I suppose it's all under the same big, it's, it's under the same conversation. You know, it's the whole, there's independent brewers in cost. there. It's make, cost. It's cost. Try to keep things know, on. The, the pressures them. of kind of keeping your, you, you know, you keeping a margin where it's, um, where possible. So everybody makes margin and that's the tricky thing, isn't it? And the person that gets, stung the most is the person at the beginning of that chain you know right. because mm-hmm. they're the one that gets squeezed on you know every, mm-hmm. everybody's getting squeezed but it's uh it's just tricky so well i know um we've, we've got a, a free month a free week i should say the start of next month in between guests so then maybe that's a, a plan where we'll we'll come up with some some of our favorite options in terms of price wise quality wise and we're not looking necessarily for the cheapest. No. Just looking for something that it got. What are you saying? Pray for the pray for the Aldi beer the Aldi beer, Aldi beer fest. Lost leader <laughs> sneaking in. There we go. Thanks for coming. Cheap, cheap <laughs> A few lost a few lost leaders in the old beer festival. Thank you. 
Uh, we should actually pair it up with the with the LDB test. But the thing is, though, that's like you know, that's the kind of stuff. And I know Aldi or Lidl has a beer festival every three weeks, but like at the same time, like, I swear to guys, honestly, I swear to guys, um, they must they have three times, four times as more of these beer festivals in Scotland than they do down here in England. I know. But we, I was in Aldi at the weekend, and its beer shelves were shambolic. How oh, really? poorly stocked they were, awful. And I could tell I was like, this is gearing up towards award season. Oh, it's, right. time we get, it's time we get rid of the Taurus cider. <laughs> make, make room. Make well, room the CBA, on the oh, shelves. The Scottish Beer Awards are the 13th of October. Uh, something like that. I seen ju- I I I've seen Jump Ship had been uh, nominated a few times, Gav, and I meant to mention that the day. <laughs> um, uh, so you can let see the thing is you could you could come up with who's the finalist before they even they know it, and oh, they probably you? know it is themselves. Um, to be fair, good job, good job, Pete and Cameron and Steve and Ryan uh, for your hard work on Jump Ship. Um, <laughs> so jumpers. Um, but so there you, you go. Ask 13th. me what I'm drinking next. I, that, 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 that was, I was that was my next thing. I've had two cans yet now. I, that was my thing coming up next um, to round it off. But no, we'll, we next. will that when we get a free week when it's just us again, we'll do a we should go um, for value. A little thing hunting for value. We'll do. And the thing is, we'll all have our own views on value, whether it be cheapest or whether it be quality or whether it be quantity. Um, but that's the joy of having four of us. Slash Can I take? Short odds, but put um, max bet 20 quid at evens on Callum having a bottle of old joke, please. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, well, you're not here, so I, like, he's not here, but I'm, I was saying that Luminous Nights is a, a hundred percent on his list, too. Surely, the, the uh, 71. I don't dipper. know, he went off at his last he went time, after last time, did he? His last can was a, was a big mess. Oh, was finally, finally getting whiff. through to him. But I've I've no doubt that the freshest cans were probably quite good. Aye. Because he was on it as soon as it it came in. That's Mm. where the love affair started. Exactly. But it's uh, wind. Aye. It's off the train. I know. I I, I didn't like it the first time I had it, and I think I've been the opposite way, eh? Like... It's been it's been mentioned that many times that I feel like I've just went I've I've doubled down on the fact that I hate it. (laughs) So I've never. I think I've maybe, and only since you mentioned that it had kind of, well, you had mentioned it before, Mark, but Callum mentioned it kind of fell off the cliff. I've seen it in Lidl a few times, but before then it was like gold dust. You couldn't get it. Aye. It was, it was always away. I, genuinely, I feel the first like, They keep telling me about this beer in Lidl. I'm like, are they getting mixed up? I thought it was really good when it first came out. And that last time I had it, it was fine. It wasn't great. It was just mm. meh. And it's obviously just tailed off. It's just been sitting there, obviously. Um, right, like I said, we'll find out what we're drinking now because it's, it's with, well, I'm, I'm, I'm two cans doing as well um, since mm-hmm. the last time. Gil, what you had? Some classics? So, classics. I went to, I was at Morrison's. Um, other half had asked me to get a couple of things, um, namely some Corona. So, that oh, put yeah. me on a kind of classic train to begin with. Um, so, Knee cans, I like a canny Corona because it takes up less fridge space. Um, but it was only bottles available at Morrison's. However, Morrison's did have the classic the OG. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale available. 
And um, they wouldn't let me leave the shop unless I bought six cans. So <laughs> that might vary for shop to shop, but that was my that was my experience. Um, so I bought six cans of that, and they're just they go down so easy, it's just unbelievable. So that got me on to looking at what's available. On I was like, I wonder if Sierra Nevada have a shop, the Cascade Club, buddy. You can get stuff on, and I was like, hmm. So SierraNevadaShop.co.uk. Oh. of the original they've got the OG but they also have this will set marks taste buds are tingling almost immediately a beer called Dankful IPA generously hoppy 7.4% ABV it is £3.20 a can so you're getting three 355ml cans for £42.18 they also have um, a whole bunch of kind of special stuff. So they have um, a spiced barrel-aged Bigfoot. Oh, I've still got that in the fridge, mate. Like, I can't bring myself to drink it. 15%. So I, I, bought it, I bought that on by accident, mate. And I, honestly, I've been waiting for somebody to come round just to, like... There's a Ukrainian number called uh, Resist, an anti-imperial IPA. There's the first of their... or No, first of, but it looks like a kind of hop harvest. Um, beer called Who Run Barter Town, which is a um, what is it now? What's the description? A master blast of hop intensity, stone fruit, berry, and citrus from a powerful blend of concentrated hops, whose pounds per barrel equivalent is downright mad. Seven point eight percent, citra mosaic, um, two row pale oats and honey, and it's a. Uh, 440 cans or 473 milk cans, 7.8%. Mate, you've got, incredible. You, you've got to get on the Atomic Torpedo. Hmm, seen that as well. 8.2% pint can. Pint can. And the other one that I think is a, an underserved number, um, Sierra Nevada wise, is their dark beers. See, the Porter, the Porter's mm. incredible. Really? Um, the Narwhal's incredible as well. Um, you've got the Bigfoot Barley Wine and you've also got Hoptim- <laughs> Hoptimum Triple IPA Hoptimum. which That's is uh, 2023 stock will be available in May for that one so it's sold out at the moment but that Christ. is an 11 an 11% Triple IPA sold in the old school bottles See there, there that's where your triple should be starting at See a 10% triple you're not a triple, you're a double They've got talking about you talking about weird beers and barrel aged. They've got barrel aged torpedo here, Mark. Christ. 8.6%, 2350 a bottle. I was going to to say take my money for half a second there. (laughs) That might have to be a that's a sharing job with that one, isn't it? Mm, Sounds Mm. like it. Uh, Dale, what you what that like, say we've took some time to switch beers and stuff. Uh, I'm on the um. The big dumb object. It's called. It's a chocolate rye black IPA. Is that you and a beer? This is literally my. It's like my 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 face is on the back of it. I, the big dumb object. Fuck off. Unbelievable man. But not dumb. Uh, <laughs> my name moved. And it, and it moved. Um. This is. This is probably the best dry gate beer I've had. Really. I'm, Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, black IPA is a a bit of a. a Calm was singing and dancing a bit. Up. 
little bit of fun. Uh, the chocolate comes through. Um, the rye, it's not overly sausagey as uh, Gilroy uh, <laughs> would like to say. Um, it is roasty um, in that sense, but it, it's it's really it's really nice. It's like I would give it a strong like seven out of ten, probably. I think like that thing. It's holding. It's like it's got a really nice head. It's sitting um, nice. It drinks really well. Um, in terms of like body and stuff like that, mm. uh, and it just leans itself on the the multi kind of aspect of the black the the, the black IPA. Um, if I was being hypocritical about it, whether it's saying chocolatey, I would want it to be hypocritical or critical. Hypocritical. Hypo. Splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. Yeah, you can tell. Um, it's just it's probably missing the unless it's like dark chocolate I suppose that it might lean on that like it's got like the kind of wee bit more buttery um, chocolate aspect to it but it's really it is really really tasty excellent Gavin Time Hop Series Siren Centennial I forgot how bitter this fucker was Wuffed. It's a good day. I genuinely forgot how bitter this was. I had you you may, you might have seen my face when you were talking to Scott. Juicy paleo. And li- I literally, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" It is that wake you up. That that definitely fucking wakes you up. It is just so so good, so good. But I mean, we mentioned it before. We we spoke about part of the time hop series. Um. It's just such a, an amazing single hop beer. It's just West Coast. It's California in a fucking glass. Um, it's what you want from a West Coast beer. If you want to taste a true Westie, just just grab a can of that. You will. It will send you. It will send you to West Coast because it's fucking buffed. Smacks you with the fucking IBUs. Smacks you, but very drinkable at the same time. It's on topic. Like you say it's like traditionally, like tasting. Aye. Um, I still got quite a bit of like kind of florally aspect of it. It had mm. like quite a nice sort of, I wouldn't call it tropical, we you know, because it's no, not that and thing, but you know, it has a slight sweetness. That, um, I just remember it sort of getting elevated that way, but it's carried by the malt, it's carried by you know, aye, it's, it's, it's biscuity, yeah, it's, biscuity. It's, aye, biscuity sweetness, and almost like a a, a biscuit, caramelly kind of sweetness, malty, lovely. It's just so nice, really, really nice. If you if you're trying to discover West Coast beers and you want to discover a, a true Westie, just get your lips around that bad boy. That. No, um, just while we before we move off the of beers that we enjoyed, and I see your uh, your your signage behind you, it brought back memories of our um, last couple of beers we had, Mark, on when we were out on Saturday. And uh, just wanted to big up very quickly. Edinburgh's uh, side pool, uh, a bleak tank game was was on point at the weekend as well, because that was some of the best um, kind of tank beer. And uh, people all laugh or or kind of take the the piss um, to a certain extent because it was in Bohemia, which is obviously the the everybody's every pub I think everybody's been there for various whatever it is but yeah. I think they've got decent drink like if you're drinking spirits or whatever and then the fact that they've got the tanks sitting there and you can if you know beer and you're wanting something decent um, it's 
always served in the right glassware, which is a, is a big win to begin with. Um, and the side pull, and it's off the tank. I don't know if you can say further than that. I mean, that's no. as close in Edinburgh anyway as you're going to get to um, drinking Czech beer, how it's supposed to be enjoyed, isn't it? It's yeah. as close to authentic as you're going to get. And it was, it was just tasting unbelievable. I mean, we had had beers at Salt Horse. We had had um, Modelo's when we were having, we had Mexican food. So Modelo and Corona were the only two beers and I had mm. Corona up to my eyes um, by that point. So we were having Modelo then. We had cocktails, daft weird cocktails. And as soon as we went up there, I was like a toss up because they have got good gins and stuff on. And I was like, as soon as we seen it, I was like, nah, I'm having... Tank. I saw a couple of people wear it. Frank, the, the tanks were in. Mug and I was like, nah, I'm having that. Tankered. And it was just unbelievable. It was really good, really flavourful, not too cold. Just no. perfect. It, it was quite creamy as well. Just like it a bit of kind of vanilla aspect to mm-hmm. it. It was just, the held its head perfectly. It's like you say, Gil, it's, it was poured in the, the, the perfect glassware too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it hadn't just... been for having to get the train home, which I'd made my best attempts, despite morning like hell, made my best attempts to miss as many as possible before <laughs> it was a, an absolute necessity that we get the train. Um, it was one of them, if I hadn't had any ties or anything to get back for, I'd have sat there till they kicked me out and got a taxi home. It <laughs> was, was good. It was one of them like black. You should have tried the, the Stuart one actually. That was my only thing. Aye. There was uh, you should Stuart. have went round the other tanks just to see how they, they stacked up. But the Budvar was unreal, and it, it was, was the- so much so that the the side pool and the salt horse was Budvar as well. Ah, it was. Here you can't even be a bit of a Budvar. No, no. again, it's, no, it, when it's done properly, when it's done properly you properly. can't be tip, man. You genuinely can't. I like I said, I picked that sign up at the London Craft Beer Festival. I jumped into their beast like stage thing that they had, and they were pointing out there, and it was just unreal. Exactly what you described there. Um, I want to actually touch on a beer that I had before the siren, which wasn't just I want to mention it because a reason that I picked it up was because Scott, you had um. Waxing lyrical about time. time and tide mm-hmm. and liquid uh, lifesaver IPA 6%. I, pick, I picked them up because you were like, you were, you said they were amazing, uh, the, the beers that you had, and mm-hmm. it's so good, so so good. Such a good beer, such a good brewery. Uh, brew one Amarillo and Citra hops in this beer, just mate. I still don't know who I'm hoping I get another good turn because last month was obviously a bit of a disappointment. Who can ever be that? That's pernickety beyond belief. Yeah. Um, getting being annoyed about um, getting overtone in your bruiser box, but I was so yeah, sue me. Um, <laughs> but I wonder who will get. I wonder who I'm on this month. I can't remember who I've picked. I oh no, I do. I've I've picked. Is it snapshot? I'm on cloud water. What are they called? Oh, I can't remember. I had Cloudwater last month, the month before. My, I, you're up, Gavin. Yeah, I know we'll speak about this maybe off air, I suppose, off air, but like off record. But, um, like, oh, I'm Rivington. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> so, you're up, Gavin. Yeah, the plan is to be up in October, aye. Aye, right. Well, so that's like kind of the week after I come back holidays. I got, took delivery today of the two Oktoberfest perfect draft kegs. 
So ting ting. Oh, I knew you were going to ask, and it's, it came out my mouth before. Um, <laughs> I'll have a wee look for them for you, Mark, just to so I is can it, what I'm coming to taste. Well, you know I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. That's why the is it Lobra 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 that's uh, the that's the UK version pronunciation. Yeah, it would be low and Ah, it's the Scottish version. Yeah. So I got. Is it both of those two? Because it's no. What was I calling it on a Saturday? Polana, instead of. Aye, Polana. I was like Polana. Aye, it was like Polana. I was like, ah, it's the same thing. Polana, what? Um, so I've got those two. I'll have cloud water in by that point. There's, I'll have. Um, I've got a couple of I've got a couple of barrel aged ones that have been put aside for when we all get together, and there is the I'll have cloud water and the next month's delivery won't be up by that point more because we get it middle of the. Oh, you'll, of the ha- you'll, ha- you'll have them, and then we'll also have the bonus ale festival. We'll excuse have the bonus me, ale festival as well. Bonus uh, ale festivals on. Um, which is so, li- literally a stone's throw from your house. So, one browse perfect. So, if you need to figure out where Mark lives, just go there. There's also, right. is it is it Paul Anner or is it Spatten? Oh, it might be the Spatten one actually. Spatten Oktoberfest 3490 a keggery. So, I got those two. Got um, Oktoberfest beer. It's, um, it's going to be a, a Lone Brow's a 6.1% larger. Oh. That's no kidding on. That is no kidding and on. what is Spatten? Spatten's always pretty high ABV anyway. That's middle. I, I think that's five and change. 5.9. Again, that's no fucking bit. That's sit down just. That's going to be. Gil will happily back this. Uh, phrase up as in how easy it is to oh. drink when you're in company with the draft and you almost uh, have to have one sitting next do you do you move the almost, it, should you move the draft does, does the draft sit in the kitchen or do you put it next to you because no, you should, should get an extension a, cable sh- and this no, it should be as far away from you as possible no, otherwise honestly, <laughs> you, you do it, need it's lethal you need to right. you need the, you need room you need to move a little bit yeah, you, or you need to be getting at least because that would be that was, that's his dream, and it just like, get an extension cable, we lounger, and it no. just right beside you. And you go, Boff. Because you would sit, because you would you would lie down underneath it. <laughs> or a, so, uh, like, so easy and so good. And that was like the vocation, life and death just <laughs> disappeared. Mate, that, got, <laughs> that, that was so funny because I it was like we had we had the oh we had the Mickler, um <laughs> Um, on and, and it was like heat. a competition to see how far we could, sh- how quickly we could shift it to get something <laughs> else. <laughs> but it was like, oh, we'll, we'll just, I, I've got the the vocation one in there, we'll just see how it goes. And it was like, oh, well, you know, get was like, oh, I better get another pint of that so we can try and finish it. And then we'll get oh, another. And the Mickler seemed to go on for like a while, like, because we were kind of waiting on other the people were drinking other things. But then as soon as the everybody else decided to have one, it was like, zup, 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 gone. Uh, keg, right? okay. Did you have the other? Did you? I assume you had the other keg, keg refrigerating. Uh, it was in the fridge, just waiting. So it just came. Uh, nice. Good. You didn't need to wait. Oh man, it was good. So, that's a dream, isn't it? So we'll that's have that. A... That's what I'm saying. So when you come up, we can uh, 
We'll get bears. Don't you worry. I've got babysitters. Have can, literally can, already been arranged. We can video the uh, the making Arsie trying to pull a beer at it. Time lapse. <laughs> <laughs> it might need time lapse. It to be nah. fair. It can't be you worse than Graham's pint. Settling. Ah, exactly. Exactly. Any other things you want to cover? Or are you happy? Who hesitated, Patterson? Yeah. Happy to go on. Is it eat? <laughs> Pull it all the way down. Pull it all the way down. You have to approach it with confidence, Gavin. That's the, the one oh, did we, did, did we have a wee, a wee a finger basher? A, a wee star start. Just a wee, just a wee movement. You know, <laughs> eat the beans. And Mark's just, had to, Mark's, just had to put, Mark's just had to put himself on mute because... <laughs> just have confidence in your tumbler tilt and capability. Mm. That's what you've yeah. got to have. You've got to so if we need to do angle. If we need to do bar training, we can do bar training, it's fine. It's if, no Guinness, yeah. just go for it. <laughs> no, it's no it's no Guinness at all. I mean, if you do require bar training, just contact us. We're getting okay. this... We're interrupting because Lynn just walked in and I've just handed her a... The black IPA, so we're going to get live no. comments. No. Sausage reviews. Sausage reviews. <laughs> That's a rye beer. It's called. Go on then, Lens. I want, I want a full, I want a full beer wankery Mark Dixon review. Right. No, 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 no. Surprisingly palatable. Will we get that? Surprisingly palatable. A bit, um, a bit like flat warm cola. Flat warm is that a, is that a good thing? <laughs> That's a hangover remedy if ever I was going to see that. Sounds like a hangover remedy, didn't it? I could drink that though. Well, that's the idea. A lot of people could drink flat warm cola. I mean, folk folk can surprisingly drink the fucking the McDonald's cola syrup, which is. Different to normal cola, Ugh. which I can't get. I don't know why it's different. I don't know why it's different, but it's right. no. actually the aftertaste is a bit iffy. The aftertaste is yeah, iffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of? How would you describe the aftertaste? Shit! <laughs> I wish it. I wish this was a, a a video podcast with the faces. <laughs> what that, what that means better, right? is you have to take another movie really mm-hmm. quick. Quite Never let the aftertaste settle. Just keep drinking. <laughs> just die. <laughs> just that. It's like probably the face. Anyway, it's potentially the same face that I pulled. I, I'm. That I just pulled there with the with that single hot beer. It catches me by surprise. I'm not gonna lie. How, how bad that is. Almost gives me a wee Popeye moment. Anyway, um, any other topics you want to touch on? Are you happy? All good, thank you. All good, all good. Lovely, jubbly. Uh, pleasure as always, gents. Um, wherever you listen to this episode, as always, make sure you subscribe, hit the ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest motherfucking episodes. Um, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be, like I said, subscribe, hit the ding a ling a ling. And you can show your support as always by giving us some five star reviews, or you can do it officially by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. It's because of content which is going to get updated this week. We've got a couple of things that have been recorded that are going to get whacked on there this week, and there's also going to be an approval this Friday as well. We've got plenty of content for that, so we'll be a, a, a new, a fresh new approval. 
Um, and if you want to send your approvals, by all means do so, which I know a couple of listeners have done so, so you'll hear them this Friday. Do so. Um, just send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or by all means email us at beerfishpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Beerfish Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. And until next week or next time, goodbye. Bridge Pumpkin.